0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. And we're here tonight to talk about John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Aaron? Uh, I guess I'm going to explain what this
1: movie is about. Um, <laughs> it is the third part in uh, the John Wick franchise um, and if you haven't seen the other movies <laughs> which might be a problem for this movie uh, John Wick has been ex how, what, are they, what do they call it excommunicated ex, basically been excommunicated and they have put a contract a 14 million dollar contract out on his life and he has decided that he is not going to let the bad guys win that's pretty much it <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the setup. It's it's two hours of uh John Wick fighting off the bad guys that are trying to get the fourteen million dollar bounty on his head. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I think in not to be <laughs> over dramatic about it, but in, in the year and a half or so you've been doing this this podcast, this may be the most difficult uh review that I've done mm-hmm. because I don't know, I'm conflicted on it. I'll first just talk about the things I liked um it, it stylistically you know is a great looking movie um i mean i'm not the by means <laughs> the only person to say that about it it's just a, it's a great looking movie uh Dan Lauston is the cinematographer and it looks looks great mm. and the production design on it um is fabulous you know there's lots of Cool looking sets and, and and lots of neon. I think yeah, and, lots of and neon. Yeah, and mirrors, glass. Oh yeah, lights reflecting off glass. So it's it's a um, yeah. I mean it's 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 a great looking movie. Um, Evan shifted the editing, and this is a movie that needs really good editing. I mean, um, and it, and it's 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 it, on a certain. I will say this on a certain level, it's edited really well. And Chad Stahelski is is the director, and he's directed. Um, the two other ones Mm -hmm. so you know uh, on a technical level it's good and then this movie has a fairly big lineup of actors it's got of course Keanu Reeves as the titular character Uh, Holly Berry's in this Ian McShane Lawrence Fishburne um, Angelica Houston and they all are well (laughs) Keanu aside (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they are all uh, you know they're good I mean you know know. I really liked Angelica Huston in this movie oh yeah um and Holly Berry, you know, I mean, she wasn't, um, you know, she wasn't doing a strenuous role here as far as her acting goes. But I mean, she she she's an Academy Award winner, and she yeah. mm-hmm. you know she's solid. She this.
1: was sort of somewhat playing against type in this movie too. I don't, I yeah. can't think of an, I can't think of another movie that she's been in, well, except for Catwoman. But <laughs> uh, you know, where where she actually where it was so action
2: oriented. What about Die Another Day? Huh? Die Another Day. Oh yeah, um, okay. Yeah, 17 true. years ago. I forgot that. she was in that. That's yeah. true. Um, and Ian McShane is always, is is, is good, you know, and, and, and yeah, so I mean, it, it was, you know, it was good. I liked those things, but, uh, so that's what I liked about it. I'm going to hold off and, you know, talk about what I didn't like a little bit you know, afterwards, but actually what oh, you okay. think. <clears> oh, <throat> okay.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just not the audience for this movie. I, uh, you know, i saw part of the first John Wick movie and I just couldn't stomach it because it's the violence is just off the charts. And I don't know, I just... It's not for me. And I didn't see the second one, but I was going to give this one a a try. And, yeah, I just found it tedious. Mm -hmm. Um, The relentless, brutal violence. And also coupled with some kind of winking humor at times or uh, it's so over-the-top ridiculous that, you know, you kind of have to start laughing. And that makes me feel even more uncomfortable. This isn't just my... It's just not my kind of movie. Mm -hmm. I I feel like, though, if you liked the first two John Wick movies, you would probably like this one. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's just... It's just not for me. There are there are things that I liked about it, like Matt said. Um, the cinematography, the set design, great. Some of the acting is wonderful. I'm not a fan of Keanu Reeves. Um, so that's another that's kind of a big problem. He's the one they were, I guess, rooting for, and I just really couldn't care. Um, but I liked Angelica Houston, um, Halle Berry. I liked the supporting cast, um, but it just wasn't enough for me to really get behind this movie what did you think I am a fan of the franchise right
1: I, I really love I think I might have had John Wick on my like top ten of that year when the first one came out mm-hmm. and for me what I, I do think this is the weakest of the franchise though um, because the first one is pretty straightforward and then the second one they kind of up the stakes and they add this sort of mystical <coughs> element to it and then this one they up the stakes by just going completely over the top mm-hmm. and I did not see the first two in the theater. I saw the, uh, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 you mm-hmm. know, in the comfort of my own home watching them on DVD. This movie really unsettled me because in the movie theater it was 30 feet tall and you hear every bone break and you hear every gun pop and you hear every head crack against the wall mm-hmm. which just it, it started making me question my own love for the other two movies. It's like, really? I like this? This is really really brutal and and violence you know i'm a big fan of westerns and i watch a lot of samurai movies and i watch a lot of action movies violence in and of itself doesn't bother me but there's something borderline disgusting about some of the things (laughs) that happen in this movie i mean you know it's not enough to just shoot the guy they got to shoot the guy and then pop him twice in the head you know it's like (laughs) it's it's really really over the top um and to that end, you had said you had said tedious, and that was that was kind of my word too. It's like they start this action sequence, and this is a really cool action sequence, but he fights ten people <laughs> when this would have been much better if he had only fought three. And mm-hmm. then they moved on to the next action sequence. Right. You know, they don't need eight motorcycles chasing him. They could have had a really cool effect with just two motorcycles, mm-hmm. and that's the movie is just one. Right after we finished watching it, I had said that every one of these action sequences is 10 minutes too long. Mm -hmm. And I I still kind of stand by that. It's like if this movie had been 30 minutes shorter, I think I would have (laughs) given it a higher rating. Mm -hmm. Because there's the adrenaline pump of the action sequence, and then you just start getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do think there are things to like. In the movie, um, you mentioned the set design, and I, I it, it, stylistically, I love the look, the look of this movie. It, it the, uh, the, the with the neon and the glass, and um, we were joking after we saw the movie about it being like level. There's a sequence in a building that's like levels of a video game, and as the, <laughs> they keep going up the building, it's like the building just starts looking cooler and cooler and cooler. And then they move the camera, and it's like now you see down through the glass, and it, yeah, it, <laughs> it's,
2: yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm sort of thinking along the lines of Ashley, in the, I don't know if this is really my kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Roger Ebert used to say, and I'm going to paraphrase here, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was basically along the lines of, you should, and he broke this rule all the time, but you <laughs> should try to judge a movie not for like what it is, but for how well it 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 is or how well how well it it does what it's trying to do yeah so on the one level I mean this movie for what kind of a movie it is it's done really well Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry but I don't necessarily like the kind of movie that it is um i mean i've seen the first john wick um we, we actually own it it was it's after i think one of the first movies i bought when we got a 4k player it was it was on sale at best buy yeah. and i think one of our friends i think it was kelvin i don't know uh said it was good and so i was like okay and i watched it and it, it kept my interest just right. like this movie kept my interest but yeah. oh my gosh the violence! And I don't mind violence in a movie. I mean, there's a lot of movies I've watched that, you know, have varying degrees of, you know... There's, I mean, there's a lot you can fit into the category of violence, you mm-hmm. know, and most things have it. Um, but this is gratuitous. That's, that's and I like was watching it, War. and I was thinking, who is this movie made for, and what do they get out of it? I mean, um, you know, in horror films... I mean, horror films kind of um, run on a spectrum, you know? Mm-hmm. You've got things like the original Halloween, which I'm sure for the time was, you know, fairly gratuitous, but you know, um nowadays it's very tame. Right. Um and some even some people even consider, you know, Hitchcock's psycho to be a horror film.
1: Well, like um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, you never actually see any acts of
2: violence. Mm. It's all implied. You never actually mm-hmm. see anything happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then you have today's Type of horror films, including the subtle subgenre that people kind of call torture porn. Mm-hmm. You're talking hostile, yeah, things like that. Yeah, I mentioned that because to me, this movie is violence porn. I, I can't think of a better maybe word for it, but it's it's not just a you know a movie with violence. I mean, there's other films that have violence in them. You could even you know you can talk argue that you know things like the Marvel movies. I mean, there's violence in those. People are getting killed, mm-hmm. um, and there's collateral damage and and whatever. But it's kind of, those movies especially are like at a cartoon level. Right. I mean, and that's actually one of the things that I don't get super hyped about Marvel movies for is that I feel like I'm, and I am in a way watching a CGI cartoon. Right. Um, this is some real, it looks like real stuff, you know, it's not right. obviously, but I mean, one of you mentioned, the, you know, like you see somebody, you know, get capped, you know, mm-hmm. in the head and like not just once but twice yeah. or multiple times and and other ways of, you know, and just very casual violence. Yeah. Um, and like I said, again, I'm just sitting here thinking, who is this for, and what do they get out of it, and what does that say about our society, especially where we're in a society now that is hyper-violence? I mean, where you have, you know, we have multiple shootings in our own community, and in Chicago, and where there's school shootings, and, you know, pe- people shooting each other, uh, I mean, everywhere. And... I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what I think about this kind of film. Now, you may wonder, listener, why you know I went even went and saw it. I was intrigued because it's, I'll just go ahead and say the tomato meter score is an 88% certified fresh on the tomato meter. And the audience score right now is sitting at 93%. So critics and audiences are like, this movie's good. Well, see, yeah. that's, that's what I was saying, <laughs> saying earlier. I,
1: I, I don't, the, the, there is a big difference between watching a movie. On uh, you know on the big screen and watching it at home, and I don't, I can't quite decide if this movie is more violent and gratuitous than the other ones, or if it just seemed more violent and gratuitous because it was so much bigger, larger than life. I noticed when we were pulling up to the theater that they had this playing on the IMAX, and I'm really glad I didn't see this oh, movie. Into the 3D. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: yeah, I. Um so the the violence is uh, gratuitous. Um, I managed to shield my eyes from a lot of the, I think, more... I think there was some kind of gory parts. I I, I think I... More than ma- one. <laughs> I managed to hide my eyes uh, and avoid all of that. But every time like someone picked up a knife or a sword, I would like, cringe because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, here, it's going to get really, really nasty. I
2: think you missed a guy getting stabbed in the eyeball. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I'm not sure what happened with that book but it sounded horrible yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah I mean in between the the you know the tedious violence um, I was kind of intrigued by what I what I call the mythology of the Mm -hmm. movie and it's very mysterious to me I don't understand it I don't know that there is an explanation for what's actually happening and and what's actually going on the mystery of it was mildly yeah. intriguing um, I, I liked the kind of I don't know this, this underworld or whatever it is they have like a penchant for our old technology yeah like writing on chalkboards yeah. and using Commodore computers and yeah. I found that to be very fascinating So a neat juxtaposition with the more yeah, modern technology right, yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's elements of the movie that are that are interesting, um, but I just can't I can't get over the the brutality
2: and the mm-hmm. the nastiness of it. The brutality sinks it a lot for me, and also kind of Aaron, you were saying earlier the the fight scenes do go on very long, mm-hmm. and there's so many of them. I yeah. mean, again, I mean, I'm assuming that one of the reasons people go to see this, this movie or this type of movie is is for the action, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but
1: oh my gosh! You know I, mean, I love action movies. Well, there's yeah. a difference between the action in this. Big, I, I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible. Franchise. Yeah, exactly. I, I was thinking of you. Those. you go, the, I, I was too. Because the thing with those movies, it's like you there there. they will be there'll be big stunts. Yeah. You know, so oh, he's going to climb a building this time, or they're going to take the helicopter into. This isn't
0: that kind of. I felt sp- like. This movie kept trying to top itself, like the right. Mission Impossible movies keep trying to top themselves, but the Mission Impossible movies are fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: This is just grim and brutal and... Dark. Dark. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you, what do you give this out of 10, Aaron? As a fan of the franchise, I give it a 6. Okay. Ashley?
0: Um, I'm going to give it a 4.
2: I'm giving it a four as well. And that four is pretty much for the things I mentioned at the top, which, you know, are the set design and the look of it and and all that kind of stuff. Angelica Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I actually,
1: I was actually watching that going, is that Angelica Houston?
2: (laughs) You should read the interview she did. Uh, I forget what magazine it was. Was it Vulture? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, oh, that's making the rounds.
0: Just Google Angelica Houston interview. Yeah. She pulls no punches. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, so
2: our score is a 4.6 so your mileage may vary (laughs) thanks for listening thank you thank you